Are you serious? Yeah, let's talk about it. Where do you get sand from? I feel like you have to go to the beach and steal it for the sandbags. I, I have no idea about that. Um, but you definitely can get a new podcast set up that you don't need to steal sand for. That's not fun, though. I feel it's, like it's not. Maybe it's like a hidden felony. Like lightweights gets arrested for stealing sand. Yeah, I don't. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Lightweights. Today's guest, we have games we play. Emin, thank you so much for coming. Hi. How's, I, how's it going? I'm uh, very a little nervous to be on this podcast. Yeah, Once I, I was on a podcast when I was like 12. So about 11 years ago, and I uh, I was silent on the podcast, and, and my the guy who was hosting the podcast was like, you know what you're not supposed to have on a podcast? Dead silence, Edmund. And that was my last podcast I've ever done. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is kind of like your first. Yes. That's yes. amazing. Yes. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm very excited. I'm a fan of yours, Joe. I'm a fan of yours. I've been, everybody wants that. Really? All your songs are so fucking catchy. How did you hear my band? Thank you. How did you hear my band? I was doing a, a, a video... At an acai place, and then the girl had on pop punk playlist. Really? And I asked her who her favorite pop punk band was, and she knew. I think she knew that I was like into pop punk, mm-hmm. and she said games we play. I said really, and I at the time I was just yeah. unfamiliar. Yeah. So I, as soon as I got in the car, I started bumping it. And it was just fucking incredible. Really? Yeah. That's so. It's so weird to like hear that people know my music, you know. Um, but that's cool. I'm surprised that like because I had a video do pretty well a year ago or two years ago. And I'm surprised that that's not what showed you, showed you my music. No, I never had it on the algorithm or the Spotify or anything. Yeah. Um, that recommendation really just like made it for me, which was really cool. Yeah. What song did you hear? Did I hope you're happy? Probably. Yeah. That was like the song for me. Yeah. I posted a video a while ago and it was all my dreams came true after that video. It was just crazy. What do you mean by your dreams came true from that? I uh, so I posted a video um, with my partner at the time of me like showing off the song that I put out six months ago, and I woke up and mind you nobody knew my band at this time like it was a very for fun thing. I don't know. Uh, I was still like working. It was all this stuff, um, and basically I w- I posted it like at nine p.m. And I think the most people that were ever listening to my band at a time were like 20 people. And then I woke up the next day and like 1,100 people were listening at that second. And it was crazy. And basically since then, like that video is how I got a record deal, how I met Pete, all that stuff. Um, Yeah, it was a very helpful video for me. How did he discover the video came up on his feed? Um, So I don't know. He... uh. I was like looking for managers when when that video came out because like I have other friends in bands. Um, there's the, there's this guy Anthony Ranieri. He's in Bayside, and he was like, "Dude, oh, he's from New Jersey or Long Island." Yeah, okay. Um, and he was like, "Dude, this is serious. You need to get a manager." So I met with like a bunch of managers. And is this then, after the song blew up? Like the day after. Okay. Yeah, that like that week was insane. Um, but anyway, he was like, "You need to get a manager." So I was meeting with all these managers, and um. At one of the manager meetings, Pete Wentz was there. I had no idea who was going to be there. It was very weird. Um, and then, yeah, I don't even know if Pete has seen the video. Pete, if you're watching this, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was definitely around the time of the video where uh, I met Pete. Wow. Yeah. And then did you get offered a contract right after that? It was very weird. I don't like think that's how stuff usually goes, but like. Yeah, so when I posted that video, within a couple days, my song was like the number one viral song in the world. It was funny because it was me and Mason Ramsey. Remember him? Yeah, it was Games Play number one, Mason Ramsey number two. It was awesome. 
Um, but it was so weird because I've, I've been doing games you play since I've been like 15, 14, and I'm 22 at the time. And now within like a couple days of posting this video, like every single record label on the planet is like sending me that, that, that sounded really flexy. I'm not trying to flex at all. I want you to name drop. I want you to flex as hard as you can. All the biggest record labels you could think of were like, we want games we play, which like was like was so insane for me. Um, were they hitting you up directly? Because at that time, that was just your email. Yeah, I think so. I think I was like posting my email, in my story. Um, but like people from Capitol Records and like with all like their positions, like flexing in their bio, were like DMing me like, hey, can we get on the phone? It was insane. Um, and since it was so since it was like so fast and and like a lot of people saw it um yeah i got like offers pretty quick like within like a week wow yeah did you think your life was going to change at that moment that week was really hard um i don't know what i thought because there was this one song abcdefu also going viral like the, the month before and i saw that gail also had the number one viral song in the world um, before she had the number one song in the world. Because viral and song are different. Um, so anyway, I saw Gail like a month ago had it. And then I was like, oh wait, I have this. Does this mean I'm going to have the number one song in the world shortly? So like, yes, there was a lot of pressure. And I was like, and the song is called I Hope You're Happy. Um, I was like, I need to figure out how to make this the number one. Because this is where this, is where this song was a month ago. And like, it's going to go there. But like, totally not where it went. And like... I, I learned then that everybody has their own journey and like it has not go it has not gone how I have expected it to go go right yeah very weird is record contract how it used to be you're in a big room and there's just like champagne popping or is it just a docu sign I f <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're cool that's what you do um, but it was me and uh, my partner and we we just did it by ourselves. Um, it was very like, but that's also my vibe, you know, like all the parties, all the going crazy. I, I like don't do that. So I just kind of laid low and I like signed the DocuSign in my house. And yeah, I, with like, I had a, I had a lawyer, I have a lawyer. I just don't, it feels weird saying that. Um, but I met up with him and we signed it on paper though. It was signed on DocuSign too. It was just for fun. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. So what happens that week after? Are you immediately with songwriters trying to figure out an EP or an album? Album. Um, what happened? So I kind of the weird thing with me was before this song, I had the whole record out. So the the or the record ready. Um, the record is called Get a Job. It's a five song EP, and it was like pretty much done. So in all these record label meetings, I think this is why some labels were excited. Was the songs were done. I was showing them and I really liked the songs and the songs were pretty good. Um, so I think what I was really worried about at that moment was going on tour because a lot of kids get big on TikTok sometimes and like just kind of continue TikToking. And I really wanted to be like a, a, a rock band that like toured the world, you know? Um, so like in all these meetings with the managers and the labels, like I was like, how can I go on tour? When can I go on tour? Who should I go on tour with? How do I go on tour? Um, so that's kind of like the focus was for the next week. And then within that week, they were like, hey, like, I think the band Camino uh, wants to take you out. So I was very lucky to be uh, one of the people who got taken out immediately. That's crazy. Yeah. And that, that's was so awesome for me. And what record label are you signed to? I'm signed to a record label called Fuel by Ramen. Um, 
known for having bands like 21 Pilots, uh, Paramore, Fun, Fall Out Boy, I Did Remember. Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Very, very big bands. Well, I'm signed to Feel by Ramen, and then also Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy has a label called DCD2 Records. Um, and I don't really know how it works, but apparently I'm signed to both. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it was crazy because like when when you're a kid growing up in this music scene, I'm sure like you've thought about it too. Like you're like, Feel by Ramen, that's the coolest label. Like there's nobody cooler than Feel by Ramen. Um, and Feel by Ramen wasn't even like a thought for me when this was happening. Um, and yeah, now now I'm on Feel by Ramen. It's, it's very weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that like being on the same label with all those icons um you know it kind of it's weird because once you're in it and i'm sure you feel this way about like your wins and stuff like it becomes normal you know i like realized the other day i like say in passing yeah i'm gonna feel by but like no that's insane like i have been working for like eight years to get signed to this record label you know um and now i'm on it and it's like I just say it in passing, but no, I need to take a step back sometimes. And like, it's like, damn, like it's crazy. All these bands, like it's insane. Wow. Yeah. I remember when 21 pilots just signed to them. They made a video. Yeah. Yeah. 21 pilots, um, is like all my family members, like favorite band. Um, I saw them live once and I feel like 21 pilots is a really big inspiration. Like if you're into live music, like their show is just unbelievable them and pierce the veil i heard that yes oh so, uh, i have not seen pierce the veil live yet i just played a festival with them two days ago um and my guitar player who's not a pierce the veil fan he's like emin pierce the veil was the craziest set i've ever seen and i was like why he's like dude i don't even like that band now i do they're they're so good have you seen pierce the veil only on video okay but i remember they won the best live performance awards and really their shows are crazy even their music video hell above is insane which is just the tour recap. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that festival was so weird. So I played When We Were Young Fest with them. Um, it's the fest with that everybody thought was fake, that has all the bands That's ever. why I didn't go last year. Really? I thought it was going to be a fire festival just for that music. Really? Because, and then I remember Saturday got canceled, but there was obviously yep. strong winds yeah. out of their control. I just didn't want to show up and there, it just got canceled like the day before. But it turns out it was the most fucking epic thing. And then I had FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I did that and Pierce the Veil. I think the two the two headliners were Blink and Green Day and then The Offspring. Um, but like, I did it with Pierce the Veil and everybody was like, Pierce the Veil was the craziest set. I had the first set of the day. Like, I had the lunchtime special. It was, it was you had to like line up at seven to even be able to get in through the doors in time because it was so early. But um, th that festival showed up and it was crazy. It was so sick. You had the big fuck sign on your sign on your. I did. So I actually, um, I actually have never had like an LED screen behind me before, and I had three shows. So one of the shows I opened for All Time Low. It was the day before the festival, and then I had two festival days. Um, and I was like, I need to like do the most Emin thing for these this festival as possible. So the first day it was a giant sign, and I put the giant fuck. Um, if you guys don't know what the giant fuck is, uh, Blink One Eighty Two when at their peak, at their prime, um, instead of any lights or any banners, they just had this giant sign that's on fire of like the word fuck behind them. So the second I got a screen, I did that. And then the second day I put games we play, games we play and call my mom and say Was that say really hi. your mom's number? That was my mom's phone number. 
What was the aftermath of putting your mom's number on the big screen? She says her phone rings all night long. Um, (laughs) I didn't ask. I didn't. I just did it. We could put it on this podcast too. Here, call my mom here and say hi. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) but I did that, and then the next day was uh, Billie Eilish. If you're reading this, please call me. Did she? Dude, I wish. (laughs) I like. I'm in love with her. Okay. I mean, I'm not in love with her. That's weird. If you're watching this, I'm not like in love with you. I'm, I just like see the potential that I could be in love with you and you could be in love with me. Um, but There's chemistry. Yes, I'd feel like there would be. Um, but no, she's kind of like a part of my show. It's funny because I don't know any of her music at all. Um, but yeah, like on all the tours, like the way I got people to follow my Instagram was like, I DM Billie Eilish every day of my life. Like, yo. And, like, she doesn't respond. But I feel like if I get more followers, she'll respond one day. So, like, that's how, like, people started becoming fans of me. And then, like, I was just like, okay, I have this big-ass sign. I'm gonna, I need to do something stupid. And I did. Uh, and just on the off chance, if she's watching or somebody she knows is watching, I'm not weird. It's, like, a, it's like a funny thing. But, like, I'm it could, it's, it could be possible. And do you still message her every day now? No, I stopped. But Billie Eilish, a couple days ago, posted... I'm very single. That's what she said. You think that was a sign to you? That I got all my fans were DMing me. They were like, Emin. And like, dude, my response was Billy, dot, dot, dot. And then Instagram has this new thing that they only allow you to send one message. Have you noticed that? I saw it on TikTok. TikTok only allows you to do three messages. So now if somebody doesn't follow you back, you can only send them one message and they have to accept the request. So my last message to Billy before, like I had to, accept, she has to accept it. Was, <laughs> this sounds so sad. Yes, was Billy dot dot dot, and like all my fans were giving me such good ideas. They were sending me memes. They, it, was, it was like, it's a joke, but beyond like in my in my, I don't know what to say. Games we play crew thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that TikTok helped blow up your career to get to the point where you are now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I had that first song. I hope you're happy. Um, that changed my life. And like, honestly, because of boring record label stuff, I wasn't able to put out a song for like five months after that, even though it was ready. Um, and that was a song called Saint Girlfriend. Um, but right after that was when I put out the song, get a job. And I remember the second I posted it, um, it was like wildfire. Like it was 5 million views. And then my partner at the time, she, she got a video with 20 million views and it was like, millions and millions and millions. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. If you don't know, Rosetta Stone is the number one most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. That's right. You can now immerse yourself in the language you want to learn. So whether you're traveling abroad or you want to watch some foreign movies and TV shows, break down the communication barriers with Rosetta Stone. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, the list goes on and on. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Pick up the language naturally, first with the words, then phrases, then sentences. It's designed for long-term retention. Plus, there's the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer, but for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit 
visit rosettastone.com slash today. That is 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem now for 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And, um, and yeah, that was so crazy that like, uh, I announced a tour while it was happening. It was my first headline tour ever. It was nine shows and it, it sold out. Like, um, yeah, it was crazy. And the weird thing is about playing music on the internet. Um, I would ask at the shows, like who's here, who here has been to a games you play show before? Cause I already toured at the bank, you know, at this time. And I did uh, another festival called Sad Summer Fest. You but did Sad Summer? I did it for four days. Okay. Um, just cause like a band wasn't available. Um, but I put, I was like, raise your hand if you've been to a games you play show before and no, and like four people put their hands up. So I was like thinking, I was like, all these kids are from the internet. Um, it was so weird. And like, I get so mad or down on myself, uh, when I'm not on the internet because I know that's how I pull kids to shows. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, TikTok has changed my life and it's made me a lot of friends. It's also given me a lot of opportunity. Yeah. You're, you had toured pretty heavily, right? I was on tour from February 17th of this year, and it's like October 20th this year, and I got home in early October. Wow. Yeah. 17 months. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, it was I, all I've wanted forever, you know? Like I told you, that was like the first thing I've ever wanted to do, go on tour. Um, I toured all year. I toured with All Time Loam. And then I toured with, and that was in Europe. And then I toured with All Time Low in America and Made a Parade. Then I did Young Blood. Then I did Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon. And was I, that an arena? Uh, that was like massive amphitheaters that I didn't even like know existed. Yeah, it's like huge. Um, and yeah, I just got home. And touring is so cool. It's it is everything I've thought it. Every sorry, it's uh everything I thought it would be. But touring is also really weird because you leave, you know, and like, let's say you go on tour, like your friends and your family and your wife and everybody, they stay here and their life continues and your life on tour continues opposite, you know? So you come home and like, it's not that you're not friends. It's just like, you don't know what's going on. You've been living a complete, a completely different life in a completely different world. And it's like, I I call it like a fake world. Um, yeah, so touring can be weird, um, and it definitely was weird this year for me, but it's awesome, too, and, like, just meeting everybody who likes my band and, like, doing, like, the crazy stuff, like, putting Billy Eilish's name or my mom's phone number, like, I get to do stuff like that, and I get to be validated in, like, all the, the work that I put into my songs, like, kids show up and they know the words, it's awesome, but, yeah, touring can also be weird sometimes, for sure. 
What's it like touring in a smaller room versus those huge amphitheaters? Okay. So generally, if it's a smaller room, I'd be headlining it. I haven't like opened a smaller room in a while. Um, what's a smaller room capacity-wise? Uh, like 300 to 500. Okay. Um, and then what's the bigger amphitheater for perspective? 20,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, and then there's like a middle ground, which is where like All Time Low and Youngblood um, kind of fell into in America. Um, and it's like three to 5,000. Um, so the smaller rooms are awesome because it's headline and everybody knows my words. You know, I don't need to ask people to jump. They just jump. You know, it's like, I don't need to ask people to go crazy. They're here to see my band, which is, which is like awesome. As opposed to fallout boy, which is like one was the coolest toy ever could have gone on, but they're all there to see fallout boy, you know? And Pete and I like have a public relationship on the internet. So like fallout boy fans know me, but like when I'm in a bigger room, I'm like really working to get people to stand up out of their seats. You know, it's like, I'm like trying to convince you that my band is good when I'm playing a huge room as opposed to a headline show. But then there's the the middle ground shows that I've opened for like young blood and all time low. And those um, are still standing venues. They're enormous, but they're standing. So like those kids are a little more ready to jump and stuff. Um, yeah. But like, I will say like, playing a headline set because I just did a, a oh I, in, in this long period of touring I did a a, U, a UK headline um, there's like nothing better than headlining like kids knowing your words and when you walk out and they're so excited and I'm excited it's it's crazy it's so good how as an opener how do you win over those fans that are there to see Fallout Boy um okay I do it a little differently than most bands like I feel like a lot of bands go out and play music as opposed to me as opposed to games you play like I go out and I'm like an idiot you know like um like I don't know I say jokes I my my little brother tours with me a lot and um he's my merch guy and like it started off as a, a way for me to get people to buy merch I would bring my little brother out and I'd be like he's never kissed a girl all this stuff like if, if you guys want to give him a kiss on the lips Go, guy or girl, he's down. Um, and now, at like the bigger fest, at the bigger festivals or at the Fall Out Boy shows, like he can't sell merch because when when you're in a huge room, like there's merch people at the venues. Um, but like so many people loved it when I brought my little brother on stage. So now I just like bring him up to have his first kiss. You know, like there's no, there's no. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Like. It's just a part of the show. And I feel like that's how I win people over. And um, my little brother's actually here. Uh, I think we have to move this table. But I've wanted him, I wanted him to be on the podcast. I've never been on a podcast. Um, I just want to introduce everybody to my 19-year-old single virgin. Ethan, get in here. Virgin little brother. Yeah, sit down, dude. Virgin little brother, Ethan. Um, Ethan, look at that camera. Say hi. No, right there. Ethan, take your shirt off. <laughs> take take your shirt off, dude. Fine. Just take it off. <laughs> so, so that's how I win people over at shows. Um, <laughs> yes, I do this. I think he should sit here the rest of the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But ba I don't know. Now that we're on the podcast, I just want to say that if you're a boy or a girl and you are. 
Ethan, and you're looking for a partner. Ethan is looking for something long term. He doesn't like to play games. Um, he's here. He's single, and he wants to. I will put him under. I will. I will throw him under the uh, under the bridge. Is that the, what, is that the under term? the bus? I will throw him under the bus. He is has his first hangout with a girl tonight. Actually, yes. Wow. Yes. California girl. Uh, it, it's actually what. You've never gone out with her. You've gone out with this girl. No, you have not. Anyway, anyway, she she's she's actually from Nashville. Um, she's my little sister's best friend, and I don't know. Maybe they maybe they kiss tonight. I feel like you should probably cut this out. No, you should not cut it out, Joe. Do not cut this <laughs> out. If you are watching this, I haven't said her name. I haven't said Theory's name. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I'm just saying, if you are a boy or a girl and you're looking for a lifelong partner. Hit Ethan up. His Instagram's Epocalypse, and um, he comes on tour with me. So come watch me on tour if you want to kiss him on the lips. <laughs> Ethan, you don't have to stand there. Do you have to say anything? No. You don't have to say anything. I don't think so. You covered pretty much all the bases. Okay. That was that was great. Joe, that's how I win people over at shows. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna listen. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, what I have Ethan do is I cut. I, he cuts a tiny slit in his shirt uh-huh. and I rip it open on stage. Oh wow. Yeah. Does uh, he do anything else on tour? Is he? Um. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hot guy. Uh, this this little run to the festival. Uh, no, he was just he was just hanging. Um, but usually he's the merch guy, and like I'm like pretty proud of myself. Like I have some pretty cool merch. I'll give you some after after this. I have Please. A car. Is it accessible, Ethan? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have really cool merch, so we sell a lot of it. And Ethan is the hardest working person on the tour because he's always running back to the van getting more merch. Because, uh, yeah. So you tour around the country in the 15 passenger van and pick up in the hitch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, do you ever run? I feel like everybody has had issues with that. Have you had any bus issues? The funny thing is yesterday for the first time, our check engine light came on and we're driving back to Nashville tomorrow. Um, so we'll see if we have an issue. We have so no, not. we're not going to go to the, the check engine guy. No. <laughs> is it just the two of you on the road? Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. No, it's not. Oh, there's more people. Oh, it's not fun. No, it's not fun at all. Um, but yeah, we do the 15 passenger van. Um, the games we play crew is really like tight. Like it's just me, Ethan, a photographer, a drummer, and a guitar player. Um, and yeah, so each of us get our own bench. We we lay in it. We call we call the car the fuck wagon. That's like whenever we say where's the van, we say where's the fuck wagon. Um, that's like our thing. Um. And yeah, that that car is like our home. Like I would say 50 percent of the year, like I'm sleeping in that. You know? Is there a bed in there? No. Are you sleeping on the cushion? On the like you know, old f- old vans have benches. Do you have blankets? Pillows? Yes, yes. Um yeah. And like, you know, the the smaller you are as a human being, the easier sleep you have. So like I have a harder time sleeping in that car. But like my guitar player, he's a He's a little but beautiful, big-hearted man, um, <laughs> but uh, and he knocks out in there for hours. Um, sometimes, like, and he always drives really late at night. So sometimes, when when touring, you you stop at a hotel. We usually stop at hotels, but like my guitar player will just opt to stay in the van the, the entire night, so he doesn't have to wake up out of the hotel. He doesn't shower. He's a gross person. How does that work? <laughs> Do you guys get hotel rooms every night of tour, so one person can shower? Yes. Or sorry, um, so you can all have a shower? Well, no, we all we also go in there to sleep. Um but the funny thing is so like I'm at a weird 
level in my band because like I could pull kids to shows but when you have 300 to 500 kids at a show that doesn't make any money yet so like a lot of bands what they do is like they have something called tour support from a record label which is the record label will help you tour um like with money and stuff do you have to pay that back um yes you do uh but like through your songs not with like cash um but in america I have opted to stop taking tour support. I did it for my first tour and I don't think I ever did it again. So instead of like three hotel rooms for six people, all of us in one, like we, we share beds, we sleep on the floor. Um, it's fun though. You know, like, like that's my, that's my thing. That's Um, the way to do it. I, I, I love it. And like, it's so funny because it's like so not optimal at all. And honestly, when you're on tour, you sleep for about, three to four hours a night but like there's something about it that's just like it's like back home it's awesome yeah it's it just sucks sleep, too it's sleepover with the boys yes yes and the boys um i will i will say the boys my photographer is a girl but she's part of the boys too one of the megan. boys yeah yeah shout out megan yeah <laughs> um yeah it's cool and like when you have a really good like crew and band like i do like i'm saying like my friend crew is my band they're my best friends going out there um, so like we'll stay up all night. We'll like talk about our problems and it's very fun. You know, we don't party like our, like maybe other bands do. Our definition of partying is like Ubering, Uber eating a lot of McDonald's and like staying up all night and talking about girls, you know? Um, that's like a, that's our jam. Yeah. Yeah. Without saying fallout boy, mm-hmm. who's been the coolest band to you guys while you've been on tour? Everybody's been really cool. Who's number one? Well, I'm like BFFs with the guys in All Time Low. Jack, Alex, Ryan, and Zach are my boys, and they've taken me honestly across the world because they did Europe this year, we did America this year, and they caught me at a really like interesting time. And honestly, because of them, a lot of people know my band. Um, yeah, it was this year. It was after Get a Job came out. It was when we toured America. Right after Europe, I was opening for All Time Low and Made a Parade, and I remember there's like hundreds of people singing my lyrics as opposed to like when I toured Band Camino nobody knew who my band was you know um so that all-time low tour was awesome already and like adding on the fact that they're my friends um and they're awesome people like I think most people that tour with all-time low will say that they are the most awesome band to tour with but Band Camino is a close second Youngblood is a close second okay but but all-time low is like they're just they're like my best friends they're awesome right yeah you just canceled your debut album. I did. You pushed it back. I did. And Are you tour. Go- and tour. Yeah. Why? Honestly, because I toured uh, so hard this year. And like I said, like touring is awesome, but there's also a really weird part of touring. Like I have been, this is personal, but I've been in the same relationship since I was 17 years old. Um, and now I'm 23 and that relationship ended this year you know while I was on the road um and I have not really had time to think about it because when you're on tour you're driving you're thinking about who's like like you're thinking about everything and our and our crew is so small that everybody has a hundred jobs um so like you're working all day so um I don't really think I got to process anything of the breakup at all and I got home finally recently after all this touring and I was like whoa wait like I'm like depressed now I'm living with my mom right now like this is this I need to take a step back and 
fix and figure out what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know. I told you I was like working so hard to go on tour my entire life. And like we were getting touring opportunities for next year, opening for big bands. And as opposed to me getting excited for them, like at that time I was like, whoa, like I'm so stressed. I got more stressed about it than I was excited about opening arenas and stuff. You know, like I realized there was a problem and, um, I was like, wait, I need to pause until this is right. And I could put on the best show because when I'm down and, and bummed, like you're not getting like real Emin. I need to revive real Emin for a sec. That's great. You recognize that. And the fact that you were able to rec like do it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm also really lucky that like I have fans that understand because dude, honestly, before before it was even canceled, like my fans were messaging me. They were like, yo, you should chill. Um, like they were still coming to my shows, but like I remember getting DMs like Emin, it's a, it's okay to take a break. Um, yeah. And, and I like, they all knew that I went through something this year. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really tough and I was really embarrassed to make the call because I don't know, canceling something is always so hard. Like, you know, you don't realize, but like, there are kids who buy plane tickets who who go and do all this stuff like to go watch your band because they like it. Um, but like I just wasn't going to give them a good show, you know. And honestly, the past month I've been home, I've been really working on myself. I've been going to like therapy twice a week. I've been exercising every day. I've been doing all this stuff. I've been exercising with my hot single brother actually every day. Um, Bring him on out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and yeah, I played when we were young yesterday or two days ago and my manager came up to me, Sierra. She was like, Emin, that was like the first show back as Emin. And I was like, that, that comment specifically made me really, really happy because, um, towards the end, I was just like, I was becoming like a shell of a person. It was very weird. So yes, making that, that postponement call was really good. And, um, it's just going to make my life's going great America tour. Uh, so much better. The whole thing's going to sell out. It's going to be the craziest show ever. Um, and I'm very excited, but I'm also ready to go back to therapy and hit the gym and do more stuff like that. How many dates is the noon tour? 24. All um, across America? It is. I've never done all America by myself. That one tour I was talking about earlier, uh, it was nine shows just up and down the East Coast. But yeah, I'm hitting places I've never hit before. I'm doing Portland and Seattle and Vancouver. And I don't even know where Vancouver is. I But... I'm doing it, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. There's some really big venues. There's some new cities. Um, I'm just excited to, to. I'm nervous as shit if we're being 100 percent honest, but I know it's gonna work. It's gonna be great. It's gonna work. And yeah. again, the fact that you did put it off is really hard, but it's gonna pay off in the end. So, yeah, and I'm not gonna like like waste the time. I, I like I kind of. I mean, I don't know. I didn't get any DMs about it, but I'm sure I inconvenienced some people by canceling the tour, and like it's gonna be a what I'm going to do in this next six months is going to be worth inconveniencing people. You know, it's going to, I'm going to come back and it's going to be awesome. So if I inconvenience you, I was lying. I did get a lot of DMs about it. I'm sorry, but it'll be great. So when you come back mm -hmm. after the tour, are you releasing your debut? No. So, um, the, the album should be coming out before the tour. Um, I go out that, with how many songs. So there was nine and I'm, I'm trying to put two more on. Eleven. Um, yeah. And because the thing is, the thing is, and I've sent you some of the songs, the record is a little bummy. Um, the record is pretty much an autobiography of what happened this year in my life. Like 
if you listen to the record from front to back, you're able to tell what happened to me. Um, and basically at the time I stopped writing the record, I was in a really, really bad spot. Um, so now I'm in this like M in mode. I'm trying to, I'm trying to become good. And now I'm trying to like write a couple songs about that and like not make my first album like a super depressing album. Cause like, that's not all it's to me, you know? Are you going to rework the album art? No, there's something about it. And that album art was, was weird. Cause I had a whole big ass expensive idea for the album art. And then like, I was shooting some photos with my friend Ashley and like, um, she, she just had face paint and I was like, why don't you just like write life's going great. And I'll, I'll like look really sad in the photo. Um, and we did. And like, I just felt really attached to that art for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest budget you got from your record label to produce anything? Well, I don't know how much money, but I do know that I recorded the record in London. So they flew me to London. I had to go back to London and I'm, I'm literally an idiot. Okay. I'm one of the, I'm so stupid. My record label got me. Oh, also I had to say I was on tour and I was not sleeping and it was between tours. They got me a first class plane ticket to London. Like, you know, where you have the room in the plane and the day of the flight, I was like, Oh my God, it's my first, first class thing. And, uh, I lost my passport and, <laughs> and I, uh, couldn't go and I lost the flight and I don't think my record label was happy with me. Oh then. no. Yeah. So then I flew, uh, in, uh, economy and I'm yet to do that, but I will do it one day. So like, I don't know. I think it was expensive if I was doing all this and I like, it was expensive. yeah. And, and, Dude, like the people producing the album and mixing the album were legit people. Like, um, the like the the guy who mixed the record has mixed mixed the last MGK records and the Twenty One Pilots records, and also there was another mixer who did Panic at the Disco, and um, my friend Larry uh, produced it, and we just produced it in his house. And like, I don't know. I wanted to go to the UK because. Maybe you'll understand this. There's something about UK bands that just sounds different than American bands. And uh, I just wanted it to sound different. And like, um, I heard this guy's music and I was like, whoa, this guy can produce like, unlike anything I've ever heard. And I made the record with him and it was the coolest choice I've ever made. When you went in to record with him, did you have all those songs already done and he produced them out? All of them, except for a song called Pretty Boy, which I just put out. Um, but yeah, we did all the eight songs and it wasn't enough for an album. So I had to go back. This was the first class flight that I missed. Uh, I came back with the song pretty boy. I wrote that while I was on tour with all time low. Um, that's probably my favorite on the album. Um, just cause it means a lot to me. And that song is about like everything I feel like it's about like a, a not like feeling less attractive than somebody else, you know? And like, um, yeah, so it was recorded in two sessions, and now I have to do a third session because I'm adding more songs to the record. And you're doing that in the UK? I don't know. I've gone to the UK a lot, and I don't know if my record label's happy with me at all. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't want to... They're not They're not mad at me. I don't know. I If you're if you're watching, I hope you're not mad at me. I'm just... I'm doing my thing. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm being I'm Evan. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You I'm, knew when you signed up. Yeah, and I'm going to take my brother, and he's not going to wear a shirt, and it's going to be great. The whole flight? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, dude, I got to make merch of Ethan without a shirt on. Yes. <laughs> One of those bikini. Uh. Yes. Yes. Because like whenever I post about him, like my DMs will flood with like, oh my God, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Um, 
he's just a part of my joke now. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and he, it's the same thing as the Billie Eilish thing. And, like, I obviously can't make a shirt with Billie Eilish on it because there might be a, a problem with that. Or maybe that's how you get her attention. Not positive attention. Not positive, but no. attention. No. But, yeah. <laughs> but she'll for sure see it. Um, But, yeah. And maybe I'll do an Ethan shirt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What was it like writing with Mark Hoppus? Wow. How'd you find that out? Did I post about that? I do stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, um, Mar- oh, Blink-182 is my favorite band of all time. Um, is it your favorite band of all time? Yeah. You're wearing, yeah. Um, I, it was so weird and it was amazing and we wrote a, a pretty good song. Um, so this was right after Pete signed me and my, my manager was like, Emin loves Blink-182 and, and Pete was like, should we get him in the room with Hoppus? And I was like, <laughs> We're on the, we're on a last name basis with this guy, and he's like, "All right, let me just text Hoppus." And I just got thrown in a group chat with him, and yep, and and I uh, pulled up to his house, which was very weird, um, and it was just me. It was me, Pete, and him, um, and none of my friends were there. Is what I was. It was what I'm saying. So like, I had nobody to fangirl over, or with. So I was. I walked in. I was like, "What's up, dude?" Like, "Hey," and they were. T- Dude, mid-right, he started talking about, like, old stories of what happened with Blink-182. And I was like, yeah, this is this is crazy. And I can't say anything because I'm in a room with him and Pete Wentz, with Mark Hoppus and Pete Wentz. And I just got to act like I belong here. And this is chill. But I left uh, that session and I texted Mark. I was like, I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just, like, a really big fan of you. And... You're kind of the reason I play music. Um, and he was like, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. It was uh, great hanging out with you today. Um, that was it. W- that was one of the coolest things ever. And uh, we have like a, a demo together of us just like on, on, on the song we wrote of us singing. And uh, it's just a bunch of nanas because um, we didn't write any words and just our voices together. Like it's, it's very weird and kind of emotional to hear. Is that song ever going to come to life? <sighs> I don't know about that one. I write a lot of songs for the songs that come out. Um, I'll what probably, do you mean? I'll probably write like five to ten songs for every song that gets released. Uh. Uh, just because like I'm really critical with like how it sounds. Um, so I would love to write another song with Mark and like maybe have him on the song. Um, I don't know. But yeah, maybe it'll come out. It was, it's, it's a really good song. Um you saying that for the five to ten songs makes sense because all of your songs really are, I feel like they're structured so beautifully. Thank you. And, and compared to a lot of artists, this is actually like a problem I'm having right now. I don't release nearly as much music as everybody else. Um, like a lot of the kids on the internet, like they start hammering out songs like once every six weeks. And dude, before like this, this album got ready, I didn't put out a song for a whole year. Um, and it was just because I was writing so much. But now the songs I do have, they mean a lot to me. Do you think not releasing songs for a full year affects you in a negative way? Yes. Really? Uh, at my at my spot. At my spot because I'm not a uh, a big band yet, you know? Like, big bands like Blink-182 or Harry Styles can go three years without releasing something and everybody's waiting. But I'm still in a weird spot where I'm still trying to convince people that I'm, like, worth waiting for, you know? So... Yeah, as the new year comes out, I'm, like, going to release music more consistently. Um, but also, I don't regret anything because of the, the songs I put, put put out. I don't know if this is lame to say. 
they're really good and I'm really proud of them. Um, so, you know, music works in weird ways. Like that song that blew up that I was talking about earlier. I hope you're happy that blew up six months after it came out. Um, so I don't know if I regret waiting a year to put out music, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it's great. And I think people will like it. Are you pumped to do a bus tour? Oh my God. Oh my God. My brother's laughing in the background. Um, dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> let me just tell you what life is like in the van. Okay. You play give me, a show. Give me the nitty gritty, yes. like the worst of the worst. This was the all time low show that all time low tour. That was definitely routed for a bus. Like it even said on the bus paper or on the papers for parking, games we play, bus. Nobody's expecting for me to do this in a van. Um, and mind you, I'm so lucky and I'll do any tour in a van ever. But basically, we'd play all time low. We would leave at 12. The venue is eight hours away and we have to be there by 12 the next day. So we only have 12 hours. Four, or I think there was only four of us. So. Three people would fall asleep in the back while one person, we trust one person with our lives. Oh, you don't have a co-pilot? Sometimes we don't. <laughs> We've built a lot of trust in one person in our band, which now I'm thinking about it, we should not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they'll go for four hours. Um, and then we'll stop at a hotel to shower sometimes. And this is where everybody will opt to sleep in the van so, like, they don't have to get woken up. Um, and, yeah, so now... I go into the hotel, I shower, I am in there for an hour and a half. I sleep for 35 minutes. I have the first shift going up next. And then we drive till we get to the, the venue. And then we start working once we're at the venue. So I, I I would say being excited for a bus tour is an understatement. Like, you don't have to drive at all. You play the show, take a shower, go to bed. Um, Yeah, I'm unbelievably excited. But also, I it's, it's steps, you know. And... If you, to all the people who have taken foot, taken a step into my van, into the fuck wagon, if you've been in the fuck wagon, there's just something about it. It's, uh... The smell? It might be the smell. <laughs> there's stains. It's gross. Not can, weird stains. Just, can, I, can I see it after? Yeah. Yeah. We... Dude, a lot of stuff has happened in that van. Um, crazy. This sounds like horrible things are happening in the van. Pretty normal things happen in the van. We just drive and we eat food and talk, but I don't know. Um... I love that car, but I am so excited for the day when I can, like, go to bed, you know? What do the other bands that you're on tour with mm -hmm. think when they see you guys in the van? Are they reminiscing on their days? It's so funny because we'll pull up. We're doing it this year. To, we're playing Madison Square Garden with, with uh, Jimmy World and Fall Out Boy. Is that announced yet? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, um, and it's just going to be so funny. The, Fall Out Boy is going to have their fleet of so many buses and it's going to be awesome because their show's so good and you know I get a little proud when I pull up and it's just us four in the van and we're like fuck yeah we did this I did this and um it feels good to pull up in the van and sometimes other people laugh but like it's like a, a laugh like oh they're doing it you know um so yeah it's it's cool it's cool a lot of people have really like they really believe in your music which is awesome you mean people in bands yeah yeah. You get a lot of awesome support from awesome people. It's weird. It, uh, I don't know why. Um, and a lot of them are like people I've looked up to my whole life. Um, but also some of them are like current bands that really like it. And I don't know why. And I, I just feel really lucky. Like I'll say that like this year was like the luckiest year I've had. It was, it's so weird. Yeah. Do you have any features coming up on the new album? 
I don't. I'm not like a feature guy. I have one song with my friend Hoodie Allen called Hey Ben that we uh, did together. Um, Mark Hoppus also actually helped write that song. Um, but I don't know if I have any features. Um, I want to like, I wanted to ask my managers if we could feature Lil John, and he could intro the record. Like, I, I don't want to do a Lil John impression right now, but just imagine a Lil John doing games we play. I thought it would be kind of cool. Maybe go Mr. Worldwide, get some Pitbull. I, I want something like that, you know? Just something stupid like, what is this guy doing, you know? Pete and I have like a little kind of phone call on the record. Um, so I don't know if that's a feature. Like, it's not part of a song or anything. It's just a an interlude. But actual songs, I don't have any features. But like, I want to do a feature soon one day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What's the craziest group chat that you're part of right now? Oh. Uh, um, that Pete Mark Hoppus one was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, hmm. Ethan, Ethan, my little brother's off camera. Have I flexed in any group chats or no? Group chats? Yeah. I don't know. Any group chat with Pete Wentz is a little crazy. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, I don't know. Like I have my, I don't, this is going to sound so weird. I don't have a lot of friends. I have the people I make music with and I have my family and the people I make music with are my only friends. Um, so like all my group chats consist of like Pete and my manager, Pete and the label. Um, and also like I try to befriend cause I, I like a lot of them, a lot of new bands. Um, so like people in other bands will put me on to new bands and like I'll be in chats with them. But I would just say that Pete and Mark Hoppus one was is a weird chat. I don't even think I have it on my phone still, but that was an odd one to be in. It's still pinned from three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Dude, I get so worried sometimes because like I know there'll be some like crazy stuff on my phone or a crazy song on my phone or a crazy photo on my phone. And I'll go back and I'll look at it from like a year and a half ago. And I just get worried that I accidentally heart the message, you know, that that something will happen that will inform that person that I'm looking at that message. <laughs> I like also used to like help people make TikToks before. So like I was uh, I was helping like this girl on Pete's label car. Have you ever heard of her? Um, she's really cool. This is like when I was doing TikTok a lot, which I should be doing. You're really good at doing TikTok a lot. How many TikToks a day would you do in your peak of TikTok? One. One. Would it be very planned? Yes. Thought out? Yes. Be, I, I've done like the five a day. That was just, just blasting them. But I found that when I just did one and the rule was I have to love this video. If I loved it, that was when it made like the, the, the best impact. And would you do sounds or your own original ideas? What Usually it was song promos. Um, that was like funny videos. Like, so I moved, I moved to, to Los Angeles in 2022 and I think the day I got there, I said, I'm going to post a TikTok every single day. And I think the first day it was like 100,000 views. And I never got views like that. It was crazy. And the next day it was like 500,000 views. Charlie Puth and Phineas commented on this. Uh, Jason Love commented on this, if you're familiar Wait, with who Jason that is. Love? Oh, he's a big Games We Play fan. Um, are, we, are we talking James, Jason yes. Love, the Jason Love that I'm thinking of? Yes. Okay. He commented. <laughs> he's a fan. Yes. <laughs> Accept it. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> then the fifth day was that video. I, I've been talking about this podcast and it got 16 million views. It's crazy. It's insane. Did your page blow up from that? Like, did it blow everything else up? Um, yeah. I mean, I found out that after that, like after that post, it was a lot easier to like 
get people's attention and people were locked in. So I did the logical thing. And right after I had the biggest TikTok and the biggest song in the world, I stopped posting on TikTok for two months. Is it? And it really messed everything up. Is it because you're in your head that nothing's good enough to repeat that? I think it was because I forgot to post. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I think it was because I was too lazy. Um, Yeah. But I, I like when I'm. When I'm back and like when I'm when I'm feeling way better than I do now and I feel pretty good now, I'm going to get back on the one a day. I feel like the one a day of videos that I really like and videos that make me happy work, you know? What would 16-year-old Emin think of Emin today? I would think I'm I made it. And it's so funny cuz like right now it's like I got so much work to do, you know? Like I want to play arenas one day. Um that's like what that's what my goal is, but like Dude, if my young version of myself was looking at me now, I would think that kid's in a big band. And, like, it doesn't feel like it, but, like, it, it's cool that you mentioned that. Like, I like to think about that. Um, it's so weird. And, like, dude, having – there's a band called, like, Knuckle Puck. And, like, I'm not, like – I like their music. I'm not the biggest Knuckle Puck fan, but, like, they were just, like, watching side stage yesterday. And I was, like – when I was playing the show, and I was, like, dude – in, in, in my brain, I was like, those guys are the shit. Like, when I was 16, that was like the pinnacle of being a big man. And now they're watching me play. And it's it's so weird. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, like, I love when, like, other cool people watch. Like, all the, all the members of Fall Out Boy were watching when I was opening for them. Um, Jaden Hostler was watching the other day, which was really cool. I like Jaden a lot. Um, he makes music, too. And I really like him. I really like him and relate to him. But, um, yeah, I don't know. 16-year-old Emin would think every complaint I have about where I am now and, like, about how it's hard is so dumb And because this is exactly where I've wanted to be my whole life. Do you have sponsors on these podcasts? Yeah. Who sponsors us? We just got Rosetta Stone. Okay. We have Prize Picks. You want me to do your ad read? I used to make YouTube videos. I'm good at ad reads. Okay. I'm trying to think. What am I really into now? Plug Air One. They need help. Oh, my God. Air One? <laughs> I go to Air One every single day of my life. Well, when I, when I'm in when I'm in LA, to be honest, the only reason I'm on this podcast is because I'm here to get Air One. Did you really drive from Vegas to LA for Air One? It's the only reason. It's a, if you don't know, Air One is this very fancy grocery store. They know I hate on it all the time. You don't go? I used to, but I'm protesting it's, it. Dude, <laughs> I met I met uh, Mikey Way from My Chemical Romance there. I met Joel Madden there. It's just like. I don't know. A lot of these cool bands go. So like I go, that's where I, you know what? That's where I met all time low at air one. But how much did you drop on those two smoothies that you got today? We got two smoothies <laughs> for $400, two, two, two burritos and a bottle of water. Can you show the water? Cause it's right next to you, right? Yes. Okay. This is from air one, the supermarket here in LA that you <laughs> drove back for. Yeah. It's a, it's a glass bottle of water. Um, how much did you spend? Cause we got burritos. Ethan spent forty four and I spent four. so. Oh, you guys split the purchase. That's not one. No. So today, today we each got a smoothie and a burrito, and we spent eighty four dollars. Does that not sound insane? Can we? You, you have to invest when you go to your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> bring up Air One because I'm protesting it. A smoothie should not be twenty four dollars. You need to spend money to make money. I agree, but how are we making money from a smoothie with peanut butter? In and it? you know what? You know what I think? I think um, I think the. I'm gonna sound like such an idiot. I can't and wait, dude. <laughs> dude, Jack Jack Barracat from All Time Low and I have every time I go to Air One, I send him a photo, and I send him the words DTN, 
Uh, that means don't tell Nano. Nano's one of my manager's names because he hates that I go to Erwan. Nano to set? Yeah. Yes. Oh, do you know just from like the all-time low stuff? On MySpace, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, to Sarah. To Sarah. To Sarah. To Sarah. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, he hates that I go because my band is definitely not big enough to go to Air One. No one's big all. enough to go to Air One. I feel like I feel like some people are big enough to no, go to Air One. No, no, no one. Lady Gaga can't even afford Air One. There's like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen on TikTok, there's people who go to Air One who do full groceries there. $600. It's insane. How yeah. much was that bottle of water? $4. Mm, that, one's, that one's not crazy. Was it really four? Yeah, but... That's cheap. I think $84 for two burritos and two smoothies is, is where it gets bad. I agree. But, um, no, we have... In, in one of my group chats with my managers and my label and Pete, uh, one of our goals is for this band to get so big that I get my own smoothie. Oh, that's cool. What would be yeah. in your dream smoothie from Air One? Mm, it'd probably just be Haley, the Haley Bieber smoothie. But just, yeah. <laughs> just Evans? Just, yeah. Evans, Haley, Haley Bieber, Bieber smoothie? smoothie yes. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That place is my spot. And uh, I met people there, but also, I don't know. It, I, like, need to leave the house every day. Like, I cannot stay in here. Can you stay in here all day or no? Yeah, this is a fortress. I, I love not leaving. Really? Yeah, I have a podcast here. I have a treadmill upstairs. And I, you go to bed. You'll go to bed without leaving the house. No, no, no. I always do leave, Yeah. but I could Really? Be, if I had a full gym in my house, yeah. I would not leave. Because I leave in the morning, go to the gym, and then I'm just like podcasting, editing, posting clips, walking around my neighborhood. So yeah. Because you're big into the exercise, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah, got it. Um, But yeah, when I lived here, like the only reason i had to leave my house was to go to air one and like i just justified it because i was like you know what i might run into somebody in a band here that makes sense i get it it's a networking thing so it's a write-off i bet you that and i don't want to but like i have like an accountant that i'm sure if i asked how much money have i spent at air one it would be like a a amount of money that may cause tears in my eyes yeah yeah we should find that number out if I had to guess, I've went there. I went there every day last year, and I my stomach dropped. I was. I felt like I'm on a roller coaster. I probably spent forty bucks a day. I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was. It's real. It's really bad. This is you, my nightmare. You don't go. Absolutely, I refuse. I went at first, mm -hmm. and then I realized that when they make you pay two hundred dollars for a membership to get ten percent off. Mm. That was the the line for me. I'm debating paying that. I hope not. <laughs> I met I met your friends there. I met I met uh, Carly and Aaron there, who actually like games we play a lot. They were probably getting the smoothies. They that were, we, and I reviewed. Were it you right, in that video? And I shit talk it the whole time. <laughs> I think they were reviewing the, my favorite smoothie, the Haley Bieber smoothie. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, we've done like three or four Air One videos, yeah. and like, they taste delicious. It's great quality. Best smoothie you've ever had. They have a forty dollar bottle of water. Come on, that is water. There's oxygen in it. That's the thing. All water has oxygen. <laughs> H2O. Dude, do you, on your TikTok, do you have this guy Martin that comes up on your TikTok who's a water sommelier? <laughs> no, but that sounds amazing. He goes to Erwan and reviews all the water. Oh, that's an expensive series. It, it is. Uh, and he's like done videos with Zac Efron. He's like, I love it. I, I only listen to Martin. Uh, and Does he review your bottle? Oh, yeah. Well, basically, it's anything spring uh, he's down for. So... In water, I, I've learned this from Martin, Wa and he's like French or something. And he sound he goes, "I'm Martin, your personal water sommelier." <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I watch him, and I look out for TDS rates. You know what that is? Total dissolved solid rates in my water of minerals. And uh, 
<laughs> dude, they're like Evian for the plastic bottles is a pretty high TDS rate. And that's why I drink Evian now. Evian plastic. Do I sound like an asshole? No. I do a little bit. You it's sound okay. a little more educated than me, but I'm fine drinking LA Tap. Uh, it's making me stronger on the inside. No, it, it, it probably it is. And I drink it too. It's just like, I don't drink. My little brother just said I don't drink that water. I do go to a gas station every day to drink water. My favorite, my absolute favorite is the Green Glass Mountain Valley. Are you familiar? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that The TDS rate on that one isn't insane. But it all like, tastes the same to me. That is not true. It that is. is. We went to Steak 48. Uh, it's Mastro's new steakhouse here mm -hmm. in LA. Mm -hmm. And they brought one person accidentally said they wanted the bottled water. So yeah, they bring it out. Yeah. Well, they yeah. said eight dollar $8 bottle of water. Yeah, it's yeah. like two glasses. Mm -hmm. And he starts pouring for me. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me the tap. Comes over, gives me the tap. Tap tastes better. Yeah, really? It tastes colder. It has probably way more chlorine, which fil filters out your insides. Yeah. And that's a good thing. <laughs> um, I'm a big, big, big water guy. Yeah, dude. Um, Liquid Death? Oh, yeah. You know, there are so many bands that I'm friends with that get free Liquid Death. Do you get free Liquid Death? I got it like twice. But I'm not like on the recurring list. I have to go out and ask for it and then like do the follow up like did it send yet? <laughs> Dude, there's so many people I know in bands like mine that get pallets of liquid death. <laughs> and there is nothing I would love more than that. Because because I'm just letting you know for the water, liquid death has a very good TDS rate. <laughs> it does. Martin Martin says liquid death is uh it, it's mountain water, right? Mm -hmm. Straight from the Alps, Swiss Alps. Swiss Alps have a lot of total dissolved minerals. A lot. Isn't it cool that like everybody has their own interests? Like you love Martin. Yeah. What do I like? <laughs> what do you Who's on my TikTok feed a lot? What do you watch on TikTok? I don't know. I don't really have like Funny a passion. Videos? I guess. For some reason and I can't figure out why, there's a lot of like naked women on my for you page. <laughs> I and think I know why no, that's there. And I, I can't try I I like I send it to people to show them. I'm like, this won't get off my for you page. <laughs> And I like it to save it for like to save it to show my friends and they keep popping up. I can't tell if this is a bit or not, but I like it. I don't know why they keep popping up. I like like I and I literally cannot tell why. I like need to like check both sides before I open my TikTok. <laughs> uh, my my like TikToks, Benjamin Franklin had a secret basement of bodies. Wow. That, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Mm. And then like a lot of food places. Oh yeah, you know who, how Kev eats is. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, we're trying to find somewhere good to eat, and we were looking up him. Do you want hot chicken, or what do you want? Do you like chicken? Here, yeah. There's Humble Bird, which is a uh, North Hollywood, which you is made a video good. on that, right? Yeah, North. Ho uh, that place is really good. If you want dessert, better big, than Dave's. It's different. So like, I feel like Dave's has more of a rub, mm -hmm. but Humble Bird almost feels like. Like a sauce, it's juicy. I think Dave's sauce might be better. I don't know. They're both different. Have you tried Cluckin' Chicken? I've had Hot Mother Clucker. No, Cluckin' Chicken on Burbank Boulevard uh -huh. has the best sauce and the best fried chicken, and they're open till three in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's awesome. I just went to Chicken Tender Fest this weekend. Really? Where is that? It was in Beverly Hills. It was amazing. Wait, wait, wait. like. <laughs> It's just rows of tenders. So, like, there you are playing, like, When We Were Young Fast, like, crazy bands. We get it. 
I was at Chicken Tender Fest. I invited Joe to when we were young. He's like, no, dude, I got something really important. Sunday's <laughs> <laughs> so like a big day for me, man. You don't get this. Ten booths, unlimited chicken tenders. Really? They battle it out. Yeah. There's a trophy. Really? Who won? Uh, I wasn't there for it, but I th- it started with a K. I forget the name of it. Mm. Um, it was actually the one that I did not try. I had nine out of the ten. I did not have that one. Got it. But there's this place called Le Coupe. Mm. Which has amazing chicken tenders. It's like 15 minutes from here. Yeah. Is that your favorite food? Uh, chicken? Yeah. Pizza, chicken, french so, fries. What's the best pizza here? It's called Dante's in Beverly Hills. Fire? Incredible. What would Dave Portnoy rate it? I don't, I genuinely haven't really seen his videos, but from what I hear, he likes the thin crust stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the thick ones. Mm-hmm. I think he likes more. Like original rather than tavern style. Yeah. This one's like less doughy, mm. but like it's perfectly like blackened on the bottom and like bubbly crust. The cheese comes off perfectly. Um, Got it. Dante's pizza was number one. Have you ever tried pizza with honey on it? Yeah, it's really it's good. It's so good. Hot honey pepperoni. Really, really good. Yeah. That, But that's like, that's like, that'll fill you up. Yeah. I think Dante's is more like, I can enjoy a lot of this. Really? Yeah. But you lost a bunch of weight recently. I still stand by Dante's. Really? Yeah. Do you still eat stuff like that? Not as much. Okay. I had to slow it down. Did you lose weight with your friend? Like, uh, with Ilya? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really? He helped me a lot, yeah. Were you on like the plan like that they made all the videos with? Kind of. Okay. I did more of my own thing, but he was there for guidance, which was cool. So anytime I had like questions, I would text him yeah. and he would really put things in perspective of it mm-hmm. and really keep me focused. And this is like, this was like a marriage shred? So that's what it that's what like we called it yeah. in, in reality i really didn't have much else going on so i was like i might as well focus on this right <laughs> so was it hard not as hard as i thought it would because at the end of the day it's science so can you explain can we talk about this on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. it's weird because like dude like I, everybody watching this podcast if you grew up a fat kid i'm sure you've tried a lot of diets on like the the, the diets the cool fast diets you lose like 50 pounds in a month so you just said like you lost 25 pounds in three months. And to me, that's a long time. But I feel like I need to rewire my brain for that because I feel like that is fast for 25 pounds. It was. Yeah. And again, I told you I focus all my time and energy into it. Yeah. So, I mean, I was always a bigger kid growing up. Were you? I weighed 230. That was my max. Yeah. And then I got it down to like 200 and then down to 180. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning of this last transformation, I think I was like 190. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had like weight to lose. Mm-hmm. So I got it down to 165 and now wow. I'm like, now I'm living at like 170. Wow. And you asked how it's all science. Okay. How many calories in versus how many calories your body burns? How do you know that? Uh, you can go get a scan, which tells you. Mm. So if you, if you lay in bed all day and I could be completely wrong, but okay. this is what worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, if I laid in bed all day, your body's constantly like flowing your blood your muscles, whatever. I burn 1,660 calories a day doing absolutely nothing. Laying down. Laying down. Okay. So on top of that now, I was doing 15,000 steps a day. Whoa. Steps. Not, I wasn't running. I hated running. Yeah. I wasn't running. I was literally just walking around my neighborhood. Yeah. And it would take me like two hours, two and a half hours. Just straight walking. Straight walking. Okay. Sometimes it would be a little quicker, maybe yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, And on top of that, I lifted weights. Okay. Which was helpful mm-hmm. and it burned even more calories right got it, got it. so 
I had it consume a certain amount of protein to keep my muscle on mm-hmm. plus lose the weight. How much protein? I was eating, I think, 190 grams of protein a day, which is not that much, though, because that's you're supposed to eat about your body weight. There's different studies that say you eat your body weight in protein or mm-hmm. double the amount of weight. Mm-hmm. I did my body weight, which was around 180. Mm-hmm. So I was doing 190 a day, which mm-hmm. isn't that much because it's eggs, oatmeal, lunch, which is just uh, red meat from Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. dinner, which was also red meat from Trader Joe's, two scoops of protein, which is 50 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of the day, I could hit it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And I was a little hungry, but I like still felt fine. I wasn't malnourished or anything. Mm-hmm. And was, I was eating 1800 calories a day. Got it. Originally, he wanted me to do 2000 a day, but I said mm-hmm. I want to expedite the process yeah yeah so he also told me to do like ten thousand steps a day i Mm. wanted to expedite it so i did fifteen thousand steps a day holy crap dude that's insane and i was just consuming everything i could on youtube tiktok um instagram my entire feed was just different workouts yeah i would have pumping iron the arnold schwarzenegger documentary on the tv every single day so i was just like in it Really? Like, did you watch, like, fitness YouTubers and stuff like that? I would listen to it on my walks. Okay. So I would hear everyone's perspective of, like, why does this guy say only eat this amount of protein and this? why does this other guy say this much? Oh, so you were listening to science. Yeah. Got it. Because that's really what it was. So I was tracking my calories every day. And even today, I still track it. Yeah? Yeah, because I want to get back down a little bit. Yeah. Um, But so I track everything in my macros. Yeah. Dude, it's so hard. I was like on my Emin mode, like health wise. And the second we left to leave for when we were young, the second you get in the van, it becomes so hard to like follow anything. Um, And now I'm lucky that I'm not in the van for like four or five months. So I'm going to go back into it. But like, it's impossible, dude. It's it's so hard. My honeymoon was hard to keep track on because I was traveling the whole time. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. But I still had so much more understanding of how to find that balance than I did before. You didn't go all out on your honeymoon? No, because I also didn't want to because I realized I was just being inflamed. And like my thing was always binge eating mm-hmm. regardless Same. if it was good or not. Yeah. Yeah. So anything if it was like, oh, if that's good, like I could eat that entire box of Oreos instead of just three. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would try and do it. Same yeah. with Chicken Tender Fest. It was like me and my friend said, we should do every booth just to say we did it. But like yeah. why? Why not just have a bite? Why do we have to eat the entire chicken tender? So you just had the bites? No, I had everything. <laughs> no, I ate all. <laughs> so that's what I was. I need to like dial it down a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just finding that understanding. And prior to this, I never had that understanding of how to really find that balance. Dude, I remember like seeing photos. I was like, "Holy shit, Joe looks unbelievable. It's crazy." Yeah, you look like Ethan. I know. I wish, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was it was just that science of understanding how the body really works, which I never had a full grasp on. Yeah, because I was thinking I was eating healthy, but I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in- very interesting. Hell yeah! Well, w- hopefully six months from now we'll see each other again, and I'll look like you. If I'm, you, I'm working on it. If you want any help, I'm here. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. Well, it's so weird because, like, dude, when I I dropped out of school when I was 14, and Instead of going to school, I did games we play and I worked at a gym. So like I know a lot about it, but as I got older and I I like went through like I liked this girl when I was 19 years old and then like the second she dumped me, I got really depressed 
And like basically since then, like I've, I gained a lot of weight and I had a hard time like losing a bunch of weight. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my motivation was just originally I wanted Ilya to do a documentary on me and he really? said, and he said, no. So that pissed me off. So I said, fuck you. I'm going to be the best documentary that you've never made. The, the biggest transformation. Yeah. So that's oh why I did God. it as quick as I did. Yeah. And every day I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Not in like an actual, like, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. you way. Yeah. But in like a, oh, this is going to be so petty. I love this. Yeah. And you that know, was, Have you seen those videos? They're awesome. They're awesome. So Ilya makes these fitness transformations where he really helps people and they're awesome. Um, but yeah, he gave me the tools and I basically did it all on my own. And had he guided me, I probably wouldn't have stuck to it. But it was the fact really? that he didn't believe in me. Well, not not believe in Got me. Got it. Or maybe he didn't believe in me. I don't know. But the fact that he didn't want to do a documentary was like, oh, I'm going to show you. Damn. Is he doing any other documentaries? He's doing one with this other guy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing one with Zane. Do you mm-hmm. know Zane? Yeah. So he's doing one with Zane. My guitar player, because you had his sister on. Who? Zane's sister, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hedaya. Hedaya's at every one of my shows in New York. Is she really? I've never met her in my life. Oh, that's so cool. But like my guitar player, Kyle, who's one of my best friends, like and Hedaya are homies. And I have like it's so funny. I was like, wait, you hung out with Zane from the Vlog Squad's little sister? And he was like, Yeah, bro, she was here. I was like, What? <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh it, it's definitely a fangirl moment. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, oh, dude. W- what's next for you now? Relaxing? I w- I don't want to say relaxing, because like I honestly I would say like what what I've been doing for the past month is much harder than touring, like just trying to journal and work out and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to sound lame, but like, I'm really trying to get better and I don't want to say heal cause it, I, it sounds lame, but like, I just want to be better and I want to be able to jump around. And this is, I'm going to, I've never said this publicly, my dream. And it's so embarrassing. Cause like, I'm not, I can't do that right now. One day I want to like have a sold out show and that happens. That's not the goal. I mean, they're the goal, but whatever. I want to like, I don't know if I just say this is so embarrassing. One day I want to be like so healthy that I can like stage dive off the, off the crowd. You know, that's my goal one day. Um, I don't know if that'll be for my next tour, but up coming soon, you know? Fuck yeah. 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 Anything um, I can help with too. Hell yeah. Thank you, Joe. This yeah. is a, this is cool. I've known about this podcast for a very, very long time. Cool. Well, go get the album coming okay. out. Do we have a release date? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I need to write the songs first. So, like, I I'm the type of person to try to try to get a release date, but my managers are just like, just write songs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, go see Emin on tour. Yeah. Games we play. Yeah. Right, you got to come to LA show. I'd love to. It's at El Cid. Oh, you should open the show. <laughs> With what? A conversation? Yeah. No. Oh, with my you, song. You told me you have songs. I have one song. You need three more. I can't. Do you have six months. I will get healthy if you open my show. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Dude, your friends play music too. Yeah, I can't do it though. Yes, you can. No. You, you have I one. was in a band and it was the worst worst days of my life. I really, really, really think you should open my LA show. I sang in front of a crowd and it was hell for me. Just play bass. I mean, that I could do. No, but you should sing too. No. Are you a good singer? I'll show you the songs after. Okay. But we played like my town had like a, a day. Yeah. And we played that day. Yeah. And it was the entire day. I was so panicky to sing in front of people. Mm. But would it, would it, uh, if you open the show, would it be a band or it would be Joe Volpe's opening? 
Is that how I pronounce your name? Yeah, I would I would do it as a band. That way no one knows it's me. And I'd probably wear a mask like Marshmallow. Really? And then I could actually do it. And it would be like 2000s emo music. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I'll show you the song after. It's called Dear Best Friend. It's about Ilya. <laughs> you posted the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you got to open the show. <laughs> no. Yes. I'm so nervous already. <laughs> Joe Volpus is opening the Games We Play LA headline show. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I did. Uh, do you know, did you ever listen to David Dobrik's podcast, Views? Some. I had this little segment called Joe's Teeny Weenie Podcast, and I did a lot. I went on the live show, and like we had my theme song come out. Was that I, it? No, 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 no. Okay. It was, I had like 25 seconds to do and say anything I wanted. And when I would go out on stage, it was like, it was the fastest 25 seconds of yeah. my life. Cause yeah. I'm like, please, I need this to be over. I'm like, I'm so bad in front of crowds. You would never want to do lightweights in front of people? I could do that. Yeah. If I have enough prep work yeah. and like, if I have like a bit stuff planned out, I could do that. Yeah. But I can't just like go out there and like do stand up unless yeah. I really worked on it. I don't you, know. you have six months, dude. Three songs. You need three more, and then we'll and you'll do the best friend song. If you don't have anybody else, I don't, and I'm well, not gonna look. Well, let's try and find somebody. I'm gonna get locals for every show except for the LA one. I'm gonna find locals. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm gonna put together other bands to open up for you. Okay, got it. <laughs> Joe Volpus opening up for games you play at El Cid on La- in Los Angeles. Get psyched. <laughs> Go follow Emin down. Link down below. Lightweights out. Bye. Cool. Thank you.